This is About Men Radio. It's not about all men, just us men. It's about men radio, radio, radio. We need to periscope this because I mean, the look on your face doing that is just. I, I was in pain here. I was in pain. It looked a little constipated. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. We should do a Facebook Live one day, and people can see us and then run screaming. Like, <laughs> just seriously. drive them away. Just in drive hordes. them away. It's like yeah, all six people who are listening. You know, we've tripled our downloaders. <laughs> By the way, six people are now listening to us. Well, this is Chris, and this is Pedro, and you're listening to another epic episode. Epic. This epic. is epic. I would say rousing, rousing, and epic. I, I feel stirring. No, 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 not no, that don't kind go of there. way. Don't, don't go there. Not that kind of way. Yeah, we were like about like 45 seconds yeah, into not it. Not even. We. I like how you say we. We. Anyway, what the hell are we going to talk about today? Well, I have like a story I want to share. This happened to me last night. Oh, really? It's like a, like a sleepy time story? Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. I have my warm milk and I'm yeah. going to go to bed? Once upon a time. Nighty night. <laughs> Shut the hell up and go to sleep. <laughs> Yo, isn't there? That a, isn't was my there, bedtime story. Isn't there a, yeah. a children's book like "Shut the Fuck Up"? And or Samuel L. Jackson reads it. <laughs> that, that's absolutely true. He does the audiobook first. <laughs> so great. Yeah. That's so great. Anyway, what is your anecdote? So my anecdote was uh, I was out late last night, really late, with really? a colleague for yeah. for drinks, and I decided I was going to get on the subway at three thirty in the morning, and then I decided that was not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. So I nice, got, good safety tip, Egon. Yeah, nice. Well, actually, I did actually get all the way to the platform, and then I was sort of standing around, going, "Hmm, no, yeah. maybe not." It's kind of a dick move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I hailed a cab. Hail cab. Hail cab. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Keep that arm down, though. Yeah, that's true. No, that was kind of creepy. Sorry yeah. about that. And um, so. Very super nice guy, gregarious, mm-hmm. you know, telling me his life story, this and that. Thing is, I was tired. Yeah. The cab is rolling along like these, you know, like the moonscape of Manhattan, you right. know, a lot of bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. And he's got the window down and he's got like a really thick accent. Right. So I got like about every third sentence of what he was saying. Right. So my out was to engage sort of what I refer to as man communication. Right. You know, like, oh. Hey. Hey. Oh. 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 Dude. Dude. Oh, really? <laughs> Shoot. I want to do a whole episode like that. You know I've been dying to do Just that. Just like to, because like I didn't want to be impolite. No, it's dude talk. You yeah. know, and I didn't want to say like I'm sorry, can you say that again? And he was like really animated. It was like about a 30 minute trip and like I said I got maybe every third sentence or so. Wow. But egging him on in sort of this this man communication mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And which made me realize that I know there is this thing in the in the zeitgeist. In the zeitgeist, yes, like, I like which that is word. which is French for the zeitgeist. <laughs> um, Lay zeitgeist. <laughs> Lay zeitgeist. Yeah. That I don't understand, which is a term called mansplaining. Mansplaining. And I don't know. I mean, I, I'm truly ignorant about what it is. Can you explain it to me? I can try. Mansplaining is basically when you. Assume the role of all-knowing male, and you immediately start talking down to a woman because of something she might not understand. So, for example, honey, I just took the car in to get the, um, uh, the, the, the rotor blades checked. It's like, well... Was it really the rotor blades? Because you know the rotor blades uh, do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So the immediate assumption is that she has no idea what she's uh, talking about. 
that's mansplaining, or that's my understanding of mansplaining. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure all of us have been guilty of it. Not on purpose. Right. Like, we were not doing it... To be dicks. To be dicks. It's just, I would probably do that to anybody. You know what I mean? It's like, my assumption is people are stupid, period. That's <laughs> that's my base level. <laughs> right. You're an idiot, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it in slow, tiny words. I'm going to explain this to you like a four-year-old. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Well, you know... I wonder if that springs from something, and I, I know I suffer from this, and I think it might be something that is built into our, our gender, and that is a desire to sort of fix things, yeah. in quotes. I believe that's 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 true. You know, we, we, we want to be problem solvers. I think this is something I've read about the gender differences, whereas women can communicate and express their problems and commiserate and empathize without looking to say, oh, well, here's how you actually put the puzzle back together or whatever. Right. Whereas we're like, well, here's the interlocking pieces and you see here's a smooth edge and here's the curved edge mm-hmm. and you put them together, blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe, you know, as you say, sort of unconsciously, maybe that's something that where that mansplaining thing springs from. I would agree. I would agree. But it's an interesting term because I've never, I've only heard of it, you know, I don't know, like the past month or so. Oh no, it's been around for a while. Believe me, I. Yeah, it's been a while. I see. I'm just, I'm just like ignorant of this. Yeah, no. I mean, it's like, well, maybe because you don't do it. Well, I don't know. It's possible. But you know, the thing is, I think, and this is a conversation my wife and I have pretty, pretty frequently. Did she understand the conversation? Did you have to explain it to her? I am not even going there. Let me tell you something. Your wife is 10 times smarter than you, okay? <laughs> Add a couple of zeros to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at, least, at least four or yeah. five. My wife, same deal. <laughs> Two master's degrees. Two, okay? <laughs> and a third if she masters yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I go and ask her, honey, do I like this? <laughs> do I eat this? Yeah, do I eat this? <laughs> yeah, I'm but, not a mansplainer. But a conversation that we have pretty frequently is, um, and it, this truly is a blind spot of mine, uh, because I don't know, I, I live in some uh, ignorant utopia or just, uh, I, I don't even know, uh, you know, just some sort of gauzy unreality. But a conversation we frequently have is that women have it much more challenging in, particularly uh, the conversation often turns to the arts and Hollywood. You know, that is, if an actress passes, say, 30 or 35 mm-hmm. You know, you don't hear from her again right. because she's not being cast in leading roles. Right. Maybe she's now suddenly thrust behind the camera because, God forbid, you know, she might have some wrinkles or mm-hmm. whatever, put on a few pounds so she can't appear before the before the camera. And this is going to sound really like just so ignorant on my part, but it was nothing I had ever given thought to or really sort of like I was like, huh. And and sometimes I've like I've disagreed with her, but I think I've re- it's honestly a. It's a disagreement born out of just ignorance. Ignorance, yeah. About it. Well, I didn't we talk about this? Or I know somebody mentioned this. There was a segment on the Amy Schumer show where where she was walking through Central Park and she stumbled on this like small little party and it was Julia oh, Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus right. and all that. And she asks, What are we celebrating? Right. And Julia Louis Dreyfus says, Oh, I'm celebrating the fact that I'm no longer fuckable. Yeah, for my Hollywood. last fuckable day. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah. Exactly. We wouldn't consider that, and I'm not trying to make us sound like these evolved, oh, right, you right. know, sensitive dudes. It's just we're stupid, so yeah. we, we don't necessarily get it. Well, you know, one of the things that I was listening to a podcast, it was not not a head step of production, I really? have, I have to confess. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We'll talk <laughs> offline. The, the look I'm getting is like, <laughs> you're fucking stepping out on me. <laughs> I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut you. 
<laughs> but and um, it was an interesting conversation. Actually, believe it or not, it was a it was a podcast about podcasts, and then it was discussing food, and then it sort of went off into this uh, this whole other thing about uh, white privilege and uh, the politics of food. It was really fascinating, but. Mm-hmm. One of the stories that the uh, interview subject was talking about, and this is in the context of white privilege, was um, he said, and this story may be apocryphal, I don't know, but the the point is a teacher set up a a waste paper basket in front of a classroom Mm -hmm. and told all the students in rows, take a piece of paper, ball it up, and shoot it into the basket. You know, that's that's the goal here. And for every every row that gets, uh, every student in each row gets a point, you know, with score, you know, tally it up. So, of course, the kids in the first, say, two rows were doing great because they're right near the basket. Right. And, of course, as you went progressively back in the rows, it became more difficult and they were scoring fewer points. And the the metaphor here was that those kids in the front rows were sort of enjoying white privilege. And the ones in the further in the back were non-whites in the, in the world. Right. And he said something that just so resonated with me. And, again, this is like... I guess I live in a bubble or something, you know, and kind of an epiphany. But he said, it's not that white privilege means the dial for success is set on easier. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's set on harder for everybody else. Right. And I was just like, you know, I've had like one of those V8 moments where I was like sort of slapping myself on the forehead. And honestly, it's not until I've reached like past 50 that I've started to awareness thought to these issues you know like you just sort of like you live your life but okay i agree there is definitely something to the whole white privilege point Mm -hmm. what you're describing is what would be considered textbook white privilege Mm -hmm. you don't see it that doesn't necessarily mean you've been an evil person or you've been rude or whatever right the negative connotation of white privilege is that you don't realize it and you don't care Ah, okay. You still see it as your birthright. Right, okay. I okay, got that's, where the, that's where I draw the distinction. Okay, let's be honest. I've been the victim of, of racism. I've been the victim of bigotry, all that stuff. It hasn't stopped me from going after what I want. Mm-hmm. I've never used it as a crutch. Right. I acknowledge that it's there. I acknowledge that it's an issue and a problem. But the, the idea of white privilege is more about trying to get people, whites specifically, mm-hmm. To understand, just like you said, that it's not that your road is any easier. It's just that my road's a little bit harder. Right. And then the degrees of harder. The difficulty. Gets, yes. Yeah. But I also have a problem with the with the idea of, again, like we talked about in the last episode about using religion mm-hmm. as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of times people are using these terms like mansplaining and white privilege as weapons. It's an easy uh. way to insult you, to put you down. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, please, that's your white privilege talking. I was like, what? I just grabbed the extra, you know, hot dog off the plate. You know what I mean? Right. Even today, I'm reading vitriol about, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, all lives matter. People are missing the subtlety. The issue I have, just like with religion, is when you're using these terms as a blunt instrument, as a hurtful instrument. Mm-hmm. Is there white privilege? Hell yeah. There's obviously racism. Yeah, there's bigotry. There are issues all over the place. But in a naive kind of way, I'm like, you know, let's fucking stop with the labels and just focus on the goddamn problem. Yeah, it becomes too easy to to carry a slogan. Right, exactly. And and then it's sort of a... Uh, you know, either naive or, or or aggressive way, even to say, well, that's going to solve our problems. Right, exactly. Hey, we got a name for, we got a hashtag. Right. It's good. <laughs> right. We got a hashtag. 
There is no one on this planet, no one in the United States, that is ignorant of the problem. And if you are, then you got problems. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I will say, though, on the other hand, that just from a kind of in-your-face, and especially today, with you know, and we've talked about this before in terms of social media platforms, right. as a shorthand device, it is sort of effective because, you know, these slogans, Black Lives Matter, White Privilege, there's like an instant association about what it is. Now, you can argue about whether that's a blunt instrument or not, but sort of as a communication device, right. it, I think it is it is effective. But I think you're right. I think there is a, um, a danger of tripping over into thinking that's going to be some salve, that's right. just going to be the be-all, end-all for solving the issue. Is it a launching pad for further discussion? Which I actually, I think, in some ways, the Oscars so white did spur those conversations. Absolutely. And then the president of the academy or, or the, the, the board basically took ownership of that. Granted, it was belated, but mm -hmm. that would not have happened had there not been the uproar. But, you know, it's just funny. I just, maybe it's because of my sort of, you know, middle class upbringing in what at the time was fairly white, but then actually became a very diverse neighborhood. But like, in many ways, I grew up colorblind. Mm -hmm. In, in Parkchester, in the Bronx, my dad was the first one in the building to greet the first black couple that inhabited our building. Right. And my mom babysat for their older son. I don't know. It, was like, it just never occurred it to me. It didn't enter the conversation. Yeah. See, that's, the, that's the thing. I can't condemn folks who go out of their way to not be that racist prick or that you know, I, I mean, it's funny because I had a very difficult, a very different introduction to moving into Parkchester. Mm -hmm. When I moved into Parkchester, two old ladies in the elevator. Oh, the spicks are moving in. Here come the roaches. Fuck, are you kidding me? That was me? the first. I, I, my brother and I are carrying boxes in 1976 or whenever we moved in. That was the first. And ironically, that one of those old ladies, my mother took care of her at her deathbed. Oh, she lived right, my God. right near the elevators and the whole nine yards. So it's like, I'm so used to this stuff. I understand what you're saying. I would never put you down and say, well, you're white. It doesn't matter. No, that is a legitimate concern. You're obviously concerned about the fact that this stuff did not occur to you right. until now. Exactly, yeah. Which speaks to the type of person you are. But I can also understand that person who's been put down and dealt with shit like this all the time and just doesn't care anymore. And it's just like, you know, everyone sucks. Right. You, you posted something on your Facebook page that I haven't had a chance to read yet about, was it people in the news, uh, uh, women and minorities and being it trolled? It was, oh, no, I think I know what you're talking about. It was it was actually a New York Times uh, article, okay. a sports story, where these two ESPN journalists, some other organization, did a short video on them addressing the hateful stuff they got on their social feeds. Mm. Um, you know, rape threats, death threats, because they are sports journalists reporting in a traditional male environment. Wow. It was some heavy, heavy, I mean, rape threats. Like, what kind of sick, twisted douchebag would, you know, you got to be a special kind of asshole. <laughs> like, well really, really. Well, I mean, this is like akin to, and again, I have like just enough knowledge to be dangerous. Uh, I think they call it Gamergate. Is yeah, that Gamergate. A similar thing. And I, I just go like, like, how as a society, and I'm going to be specifically obviously addressing men here, mm -hmm. how the hell could we have so 
freaking left the rails like this. It is absolutely true. They've, we've left the rails. And again, I get back to my classic rant. I've ranted on every single podcast. You've noticed it. You've told me this the other day. You noticed that I'm not on, on yeah, social media right, right. anymore. It's hateful, dude. I have to literally steal myself, especially when I'm on Twitter, for like the insults mm-hmm. or the, you know, it's crazy. And women get it even worse. And and minority women get it even twice as bad. So can you imagine you turn on your social feed, you go on Twitter, checking out what's happening in the news or, you know, whatever's trending, and you get a note saying, hey, you black bitch, why don't you get raped and get killed? How the f- How are you supposed to rationally deal with that you can compartmentalize it you divorce it from reality right this is not real but if you deal with that every single day that has to have some type of lasting effect i'm just thinking of like an age pre-internet right you know you wouldn't knock on somebody's door and say you should get killed you should be raped right. maybe somebody would send like anonymous threatening letters through the u.s mail right. but i don't even know that that would even occur on on the same level it's the delivery device. It's the anonymity it's that people the anonymity. have. That's exactly what it is. And That's the instantaneous. All That's all it is. You can hide behind some type of facade. Nobody needs to know who you are. And right. you can be the big dick that you really want to be. Oh, you can say all the things that you can't say in civil society. And it's not a PC thing. Everyone's like, oh, you know, it's politically oh, co- I mean, correctness. No, this is just human decency. Yeah. I mean, and it's the same thing that extends to across all, you know, LGBT community, race, minority, culture, just across the board. And I, I will plead being naive about this stuff, but I just, I just don't, I, I have a difficult time just understanding how, how, first of all, how people can ferment that sort of bile and just have that sort of swelling up inside of them, just as a, just as a human being, that kind of, that kind of vitriol. I'm with you, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I honestly do not understand it. And we're not just saying this just to make ourselves... No, no. Yeah, this is not point of conversation. This is legit. This is legit. There has to be something fundamentally wrong with the person to think that way. How could you hate somebody you don't know? Exactly. If you know the person and they're an asshole, then hate them. It doesn't matter if they're gay, black, purple, Martian. It doesn't matter. They're an asshole. You hate their guts. Period. Or you leave them alone. There is no reason for politicians to give a crap about the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. They don't have to interact with any of them if they don't want to. Plus, they can't even tell who they are. (laughs) So why is it a problem? You know what? I'm going to lay it on the line for all those folks who, you know, like the the bathroom issues. Mm -hmm. That's just what I'm thinking, yeah. In the transgender issue in in North Carolina and all these other backward-ass states, people, seriously, what concern is it of yours where I take a dump? <laughs> if I'm wearing a dress and I feel like there was some kind of biological mistake and I think I'm a woman and I want to take a dump in the woman's bathroom because I feel like I'm a woman, who gives a shit? Pardon the pun. Yeah. Except me. Yeah. I'd be giving the shit. Right. right. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I do. It's true. I mean, it's, it, I mean I'm, actually what's coming to mind is... I think he was the Oregon senator. This is like 20 years ago who was in a men's bathroom and he was signaling with his foot. Beneath wide the... stance. It was a wide, wide stance. Wide... <laughs> you know, I mean, so my point is, I can't remember his name. Now. I, I know exactly but, but who the, you're talking the about. The point is, it's it's like you you, you face a, a, a greater chance of, of some 
perverse encounter with an elected official in a men's room right. of the same sex. I mean, this whole thing is so overblown, and it's it's just baiting. It's just it's it's That's not race cool. baiting. It's I don't know what would it be. It's it's, it's uh, just baiting. It's man. gender baiting or something, yeah. and it's just got no place in the public dialogue. None. And again, I'm not trying to be naive. I'm certainly not. It's just who cares why is this an issue so let's see we got you know north korea that's like preparing missiles exactly. we still have the economy that is uh, you know staggering to cut back on right. its feet homelessness hunger i mean there's like a myriad thousands of other issues and we want to spend time and wasting our breath on i mean it just makes me crazy i can't deal yeah i, I just can't deal yeah. it's just ridiculous uh, it's funny we started this conversation about mansplaining and we kind of sort of like <laughs> kind of ballooned <laughs> yeah. into a bigger issue but you know there is a connection between all I, I do think so yeah it's about not understanding someone else it's it's literally boils down to the simple fact that you me this other person do not understand each other. We don't understand each other, and I think it's uh, it's there's some fundamental bedrock about like the golden rule yeah. in all of this. Yeah. Do unto others as you want to be treated. You know, regardless of who the hell they are. Right. And and so I mean, and I think that's like something that's just missing in the conversation. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You know, the whole conceit of what we do here on the website and on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that we're men of a certain age dealing with these type of mm, things? Mm-hmm. Could you have ever seen yourself thinking along those? Honestly, I don't even think, even five years ago, that I would have. And I think honestly, it's partly a maturation process. Yeah. It's partly my boys are of an age now where one is in the workforce one will be going to college soon so you your your prism your um, your lens is moved in a way that you see the world differently mm-hmm. in other words the problems when they're small the problems are smaller when they're big the problems are sort of bigger right. And so you think about the things, the uh, challenges that they're going to encounter, what, you know, what they're going to face in the world. And I, I just think even by the fact that to some degree I feel like I'm more centered or focused or I don't even want to say slowing down, but like there's a, a, a bit less kineticism that mm-hmm. I have in my life now. And that just – that invites reflection, yeah. which is something that really up until recently I've never – Absolutely. Really engage much in. You're ruminating more. Ruminating, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the smell that you're you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting. <laughs> Trust me, that's not the smell. <laughs> that ain't the smell, pal. Now, this is an interesting topic. It's an. Int- I'm fascinated, especially let's going back to the mansplaining. I mean, for some reason, a lot of our audience is made up of women. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We apologize <laughs> profusely. Um, and you know, we we're always asking for feedback. I would love feedback on mansplaining yes mansplaining is i think we're both still a little confused (laughs) Mm -hmm. as to exactly Mm -hmm. what it is and i like to think that i am not guilty of it but i'm pretty sure i've mansplained if if, if you ask my wife i'm pretty sure she'll tell you on a daily basis (laughs) but you know this is an opportunity for us to grow yeah that's a that's a really good point and why not make us understand why it's a problem i mean don't make us feel guilty because then you're basically being a dick you know right, what I mean? Right. It's like well, what I'm saying is we're willing to learn. We're willing to expand our horizons. Just, you know, let us know. I think that's actually – I think that's a, that's, a, that's a corollary to what I was saying. Is we that, want you to make us better men. <laughs> that was my sexy voice. That's very nice. Yes. Whip me, beat me. No, Make no, me write bad no, checks. No, no, that's, no, no. That's going to get edited yeah, out. Yeah, that's going to get edited out. <laughs> I'm cutting that bad boy. But right that's now. a corollary to – 
you know, what I was just saying about like that, that, that room for growth and, and educating and, and, and improving ourselves. And I think that's actually, I think in sort of a great big way, I think that's an underpinning to what this is all about. That's exactly the you way know? I see it. Seriously. I think this is more, this is about therapy. This is about us bonding as yeah. friends. This is about trying to get a grip on our lives during this incredibly difficult period. We're men of a certain age in a period where being a man of a certain age is incredibly difficult. Incredibly difficult. And I think that there's guys of a certain age, i.e. our age, Mm -hmm. who use that as a crutch or an excuse to say, I'm in this groove and I'm never going to change. Oh, interesting. That's You know, like my personality is set in stone and blah, blah, blah. Whereas I think what we're saying is, and again, just speaking for ourselves, not for all men, that we're open to... To improvement, to edu- yeah, being educated, to un- better, better understanding. So, yeah, you know. expanding our horizons. Yeah, because yeah. remember, it's not about all men, just us men. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So That's here, awesome. here we go. We just we uh, we've come full circle from my conversation in the, in the taxi, right? To mansplaining to uh, your sexy voice. Yes, of course. You know. Now, if you had, if, if you were driving the cab and you were talking to me in that sexy, in voice, that sexy I would, voice, I would be listening we really intently. Over. Yeah, yeah, uh, we would pull bit, yeah definitely. under the bridge yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, some some dark alley. Yeah, this is getting cut out. <laughs> anyway, where can people listen to this this train wreck of an episode? <laughs> Look for us at aboutmenshow.com or aboutmenradio.com. Right. And uh, we're on the face place. We are on and the, the face place. And, uh, that is Facebook, of course. Facebook, of course, and Twitter. Yes, Twitter. And, and do write us your thoughts, your comments, your, your wisdom, your insights, wisdom, your wisdom feedback. Insights, yeah. You can write us at amr at aboutmenshow.com. Or post it on our Facebook page. Yeah, do that too. Yeah, do that too. That's easy. So we, we, welcome, we welcome all of that. All kinds of information all kinds and listen do us a favor rate us and review us on any platform where you listen to the show if you like the show that's fine if you don't like the show that's fine just tell us what you think give us a star rating whatever your particular Mm -hmm. podcast platform lets you do star check marks whatever tell people about the show I am very proud of what we do here not just because it's a therapeutic thing and it's fun to do but we touch on subjects that concern all men. Yes. And women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. We're going to save the world. I, I'm going to break do. out in song here in a yeah, moment. Yeah. Actually, I, I am actually feeling like I need I feel a, a tingling. S- yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are the world. We are the world. <laughs> we are the children. I want a superhero outfit. That's what I want. I want a cape, is what I want. I want to see you in tights. Yeah. I want to see. All right. All we right. got it. I got another. Okay, folks. That's getting edited out. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. God bless. Yeah.